0: Well, I'm sorry. Did Dick Grayson hang out for six months? And then I was like, <laughs> all right, all right, bye. Who's next? Jason Todd. Great. Come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you died. Yeah. Bye, Ups bye, up, bye. Up, people. Uh, Tim Drake? Tim Drake? Is he here? <laughs> We're just going to the next. Oh, no, he's here. Okay, great. Six months. Okay, great. Tim Drake, five, minutes, Brown, five minutes, Tim Stephanie Drake. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> You're up, Robin. You're up.
1: So what's, what's going on, Mr. Jones? How are you doing today?
0: Well... I have a message for you from someone very special. Does his I'm name going- start with a J? No. Really? No, no. So here it is. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Valentine's Day, Chad. <laughs> ho, 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 ho! Well, yeah, that guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess he's
0: doesn't know what holidays it are. It is, Yeah, he's a little out of season. <laughs> What did you want for Valentine's Day? Oh, a relationship with someone emotionally available? Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: okay. How about you? Pretty good, man. A of- you keep expanding your shelves behind. <laughs> it's just well, the- yeah. As as I'm digging stuff out of my closet, I keep finding, ooh, Atari cartridges yeah. and, and, ooh, my dad's copy of 2001. At, and, at some uh, point,
0: uh, we'll start the podcast, and there's going to be a whole diorama behind you. There's going to be like, oh, I forgot. These are famous Civil War battles. I'll be <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, by the way, um, yeah. I'm going to tilt this up so you can see I've expanded a little bit my Superman shelf, which is nice. above me there. Just because I realize I have lots of little Superman stuff all over And I needed to consolidate them. So there's like a little animated series. There's a little Christmas tree ornament Superman up there. Uh, Yeah. So the Superman. And I still need to move that shelf. So I get back my signed action comics number (laughs) one.
1: (laughs) Maybe when I finally come up there and visit you, we can make that. Yeah. It's like, dude,
0: come on. I need some help. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Speaking of Superman stuff on the shelf. One of the, one of the cartridges I found was, was no. This.
0: Do you have it? Oh my god! But that was a terrible game.
1: The artwork is really lame. <laughs> oh oh, I what? think because Sears Sears, Sears and Robuck packaged this one it must have been some time uh, they did with Atari. I have several that are like and that. That it's was just, the best kind they of came up with. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of games like Adventure has this on it, and a couple of the other ones they can pong. So wow, they really kind cheaped out.
0: I bet the artwork was all in the box that yeah. that came in.
1: Yeah. But most Superman them,
0: was not a good game as much no, as wasn't. I was happy. It was like, Oh, save Lois. Oh, Lex Luthor throwing bombs or whatever the fuck. This is uh, what they're supposed classic. to look like. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you went missed, with oh, the Ms. Speak, pac man.
1: Speaking of, speaking of crap games, this one was really yeah. bad. This was the most horrible port. Uh one of the first uh, arcade well not the first I didn't know
0: that. Really? The Atari Pac-Man was was crap?
1: Oh terrible. The first one anyway. Miss Pac Man's actually pretty good. By that time they'd kind of figured it out more. But that that one, Pac-Man and E.T. are like two of the most notorious. Oh E.T. of
0: course. Did you watch that 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 documentary? Yes.
1: Yes. That was great. It's so cool.
0: I mean, I'm just um, I'm still jealous. Even if you had some shit games, I'm sitting there going, dude, you had an Atari, so
1: I had I to don't play have a console at friends' anymore. houses. Yeah.
0: Uh that's okay. There are emulators yeah. and Jesus, at this point, you can play them all on your phone.
1: You I know, know, you got like
0: uh Atari's fiftieth anniversary pack, and suddenly you've got them all and you're like beep, 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 boop, 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 boop. And it's not the, the same. The the fast the most
1: fascinating thing about we'll we'll get into the real show at some point, people just Yeah, <laughs> this on. isn't the
0: the show. We're gonna edit <laughs> all this out, hang except for that part. brilliant bit about Valentine's Day.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um uh, one of the most fascinating things to me about that early those early development days of Atari all these games for, for the most part I think or if not entirely were all developed by one person a piece Oh yeah one person development teams and they got no credit So yeah. there was sort of a mass exodus from Atari really early on uh a lot of these guys or several of them anyway went off and started Activision um
0: Well the documentary about ET uh which was the Notorious Atari killer uh, game was actually it was very even handed because they're like going, yeah, it was the worst game and it was a disaster, but that's the same guy who created Yars' Revenge. It's like let's 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 and they focus on him and and it's an interesting because I don't even when I was a kid playing them, I didn't think about who made them. You know, I didn't think about what the process was. To me, it's just magic. Boop, boop, boop. But, you know, you get into it and he's sitting there going, yeah, I had a storyline and here's what I did. And they gave him that E.T. job and said, can you do this all by yourself by this date?
1: And he's like, yeah, in like four weeks. Or whatever so? it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. So let's go. No, you know, I actually enjoyed that game. You know, there were there were I mean, pretty much all of those adapt adaptations or adaptations adaptions.
0: adaptations. Yeah.
1: But was that most of those movie to game adaptations back then were pretty Pretty lame. Because but they the were games just themselves
0: they, were so limited, I mean, yeah. it, that you really had to stretch your imagination. For instance, with Superman, you really had to stretch your imagination that those blocks were the Man of Steel,
1: <laughs> you know, flying around Metropolis. I can still remember the the sound of it, though, it was like when he was flying from. And, oh. and it's like you, you could move down from one street to the. Like, you, if you go down off the screen, you're on the next street. That's how, that's how you move from block to block. Oh. You don't remember that? I I played that game a lot, and it was lame. Was lame, but that's all we had back then. I I love Superman. I I played the shit out of that game.
0: Activision. I think Activision did a Spider-Man one, if I remember correctly, where the Green Goblin was dropping dropping bombs
1: on you. Activision did a much better job with with uh, the limited resources that the twenty six hundred. had. Well,
0: Activision had the benefit of coming a little bit later, so Mm -hmm. their graphics tended to be slightly better slightly more mature you yeah. know the smaller pixels so they could do more detail and you're like oh well
1: what like there was there was one for i haven't I, don't, I haven't been able to find it but i had the the one for raiders too and oh wow just like you the t the the one of the things that the games looked horrible and there were just these weird pixelated blocks and stuff and but the what made them interesting were the game mechanics themselves. Is like they're essentially treasure hunts. Both of those games. Oh yeah, With yeah. Very, very strange the way the, the each Didn't screen was set up. Have, was weird.
0: Have uh, cobras that you had there to. Were
1: cobras and tsetse flies that you had to avoid. Oh
0: wow, yeah, yeah.
1: There was a scene. I remember. And the whip was all like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whip and this hat that that looked like was this little.
0: You're like, I guess
1: that's Indy if you squint <laughs> it was funny but i remember there was a scene that that, that recreated the the map room and from the movie oh wow yeah that's really the only thing i can think of that that was like oh yeah that's kind of like i
0: think it's about time we announce to our fans uh we're very old <laughs> uh we really just need to get that out of the sorry. way yeah sorry everybody
1: sorry about the age um, thing
0: So, uh, how are you? There is plenty to talk about, actually, just because, and I will say, when you sent me the links before, I mean, we recorded today, like, these are things we might talk about in the future. I had not heard of either of those, and now I'm totally jazzed. So, I'm like, wow, those look great. I didn't even know
1: yeah, but by the way, people, to fill you in, I just found out myself right before we taped this that Jim Gaffigan's got a movie coming out called Linoleum. Linoleum with uh, with Ray Seahorn from from uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, and it looks really cool. Great, kind it of really weird. Does. It looks like a weird, like a like a maybe a Cohen brothers movie. Or who's the guy who did uh, uh, Being John Malkovich? Uh, what's that guy's name? It's, um, it has this kind of otherworldly, yeah, other uh, surreal feel well, to Spike
0: it. Well, Spike uh, Jones directed it, but but you're thinking of the writer guy who adaptation is also him and uh, Cynic Doche, or how you pronounce that, New York. Why am I <laughs> blanking on his
1: name? That's okay. Oh, anyway, anyway, I'm an old It man. looks really interesting. Yeah. And what was funny, it's, I, I really didn't know. I was thinking, oh, cool. Jim Gaffigan's doing movies now. And I went and looked at his his, uh, his filmography, and he's been doing movies for a long time. I just like, No, oh. I mean,
0: I, I think. Maybe I've, not a whole lot of lead usually, roles. Right. He's very often, he's, he's similar to uh, another great uh, comedian, um, Andy Daly, where you'll see them in movies all the time, and they're always going to play the insurance guy or the doctor, or something and they'll have one funny scene where they're somebody's doctor and you're like that's great and then they go away and you're like that's actually a very funny person let's develop a movie around them but yeah this looks like a uh an interesting fit for them it looks very uh, yeah it's surrealist but whimsical sci-fi it seems like and Mm -hmm. i'm on board it actually you know if you (laughs) you look at it's like oh i've seen this before there was the uh uh astronaut farmer guy uh, that Billy Bob Thornton played and uh, going all the way back to the seventies salvage one. Do you remember that? No. With Andy Griffith.
1: Houston control. This is salvage one radio check over. What?
0: (laughs) It was a TV show in the seventies called salvage one. And Andy Griffith played this old dude who built a space worthy rocket in his junkyard and he and his crew would go up into space to collect junk they they actually would go to the moon and pick up like stuff they were salvage people but you know and it wasn't really in the future it was supposed to be modern day and uh so the name of his company was salvage one and they Did had they this it? like funky rocket that they would go up into space
1: just in control this is salvage one
0: we are lifting off
1: did he do crossovers with Space Nuts? Whatever. No. Was that the Buffy <laughs> one? Yeah. Was far out, Dender? Space Nuts. Far out, Space Nuts.
0: Um, there was. There were two. There was a uh, Lost Saucer with Jim Neighbors and Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> oh
1: yes! Oh my God. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. They were wow.
0: nice. They were nice alien robots. They had like big square chests that had buttons and stuff and they would break down. That was them in the lost saucer. They picked up a couple of earth kids and it's like, whoa, we're trying to get you back home. Oh, and then uh, Far Out Space Nuts was two idiots <laughs> played by Bob Denver where it's like, wow, that's the best he could get after, you know, Gilligan's Gilligan, Island. Yeah. And um, who is the other guy?
1: Yeah, the character actor was in tons of stuff back in the States. Yeah.
0: Chuck McCann, I think. But they were um, they, they were uh, worker dudes who accidentally launched themselves into space uh, <laughs> because the button he thinks they're, says they're lunch. Janitors, aren't like, they? yes, they were janitors. He's just like, hey, isn't it about time for lunch? It's like, oh, there's a button for that here. <laughs> but it was launch lunch. I said lunch, not lunch! Oh, no! Oh, Sid and
1: Marty Croft. You wacky guys. Sid and Marty Croft
0: have a lot to answer for, but they're both long dead. Yeah, I used to watch the shit out of those shows.
1: You nailed it, Chuck McCann.
0: When you say you nailed it, that's both affirming, (laughs) and it also just means how sad my life is. You're both lifting me up, and you're smacking me down.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. No, so, okay, that's- so so linoleum with uh with uh jim gaffigan and racy horn is coming out i think next week um
0: yeah i think it's a And streamer. then also
1: i think this week uh hello tomorrow is starting there's a lot of stuff coming out this week i didn't even know
0: billy crudup. what that was
1: i love billy crudup. i love
0: billy crudup for one thing
1: uh he's the doctor man he's always he'll, he'll always be dr manhattan to me it was like the best thing about about uh snyder's uh watchman well, well i not, think a lot of the many casting- good things about it actually yeah
0: yeah, a lot of the casting Rorschach, was dead yes. on.
1: Oh. Rorschach,
0: yeah, and and you had uh, uh, Jeffrey Morgan, uh, Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan as the comedian. I'm like, Geez, yeah, Carlos Deano as Silk Spectre, the Golden Age Silk Spectre.
1: All right, yeah, it we're was doing just- a hard right, hard right left turn back into Watchmen, real quickly. <laughs> uh, oh, there- oh,
0: well, I just there's a lot there that's good.
1: No, that's 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 I don't mind. I don't blanketly uh, yeah, hate
0: Zack Snyder. I don't. I know I go that way because he he tainted, (laughs) what a word, he tainted a lot of of what I wanted cinematically out of DC. But at the same time, three hundred was a spectacle. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it was good. Saw that one. uh, And talk about a direct adaptation from Frank Miller's graphic novel. It's like, yeah, he just did it. And then Watchmen. That's about as good as a two hour two and a half hour version of that storyline could be.
1: Yeah. My only, my major beef with that film, was the two kind of major story element changes that he changed, <laughs> um, which was uh, what Rorschach does when he, when he finds the, the child murderer bed of all guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, what he, in the, in, in the comic, he handcuffs him to a, radiator or something
0: yeah and, and he, with, he a, goes, with a uh, hacksaw
1: it's like you yeah. you've got a you know the only way you can come out if you saw your hand off and he doesn't he never comes out and yeah and in the film he just in the film he just chops his brain open chops yeah. you know puts an axe in his head like what or, no, a cleaver the, in his the, head yeah yeah the, 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 because the dog, the dog
0: yeah. and the yeah and 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 so and i get it but yes alan moore's thing is more like don't ever say i you know don't have mercy i've given you an option Yeah. i've given yeah. you a chance to escape it's just right. really going to be horrible. And I remember um, people
1: saying that, that well, that was too much like Saw. So he didn't want to take Saw. Like, fuck Saw. Oh, Come on, it's Watchmen. I thought the
0: ending, this is, we, this is how our podcast is. We're just bouncing around. But I think the ending, it, I mean, if you're going to get rid of all that stuff, all that backstory that's laid into Alan Moore's graphic novel, which is the greatest of all time, um, I just fucking love it, but the the thing is, is if you're going to get rid of all that. Then the ending he, that they came up with, it makes sense for that movie. I'm not saying it's good or great, but I remember not being too thrown. I was like, yeah, that's a way you can go. That's not terrible because they didn't have all the stuff about the missing writers and artists and and you know all these scientists that are missing. And turns out that ozymandias has kidnapped them and made them create this fake alien and all it's like wow that how are you going to get that in that movie um i loved the hbo series i fucking loved the hbo series i I like that they brought
1: the alien back for that one in in the backstory
0: yeah and then it's still the story from the comic it's just like yeah but here's the thing there's this uh there's this Sort of leftover thing where they have the rain of of the little alien squid things. So I'm just like, God, that's great.
1: Yeah. Everything Jeez, about yeah, that it, series,
0: it shouldn't I, have worked, and it all did.
1: That's what somebody, I, I'm sure Zack Snyder watched that because he just didn't think he could make that work. And he's, the series came out like, see, <laughs>
0: you could have yeah, done that. Like, oh, okay, okay. All right, whatever. Shut up, dude. Jeez. Leave me alone, dude. <laughs> I'm Sorry, make that's a, Netflix, not a
1: Star Wars ripoff.
0: That's not a good Zack Snyder. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. I got this idea. It's called Man of Steel. He's like, you know, not your daddy, Superman. And Pa cancer dick. And uh, he kills <laughs> Zod at the uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> That's uh, we're gonna get right. sued. Cut Mr. that. Snyder, out. I'm
1: gonna have to put you on hold. Right. Um
0: all right, I'll just be here. I'll be kicking it. You just let me know. Uh, yeah. I got an idea for the Flash. He's so fast. He just He just runs through everybody and they explode. Uh.
1: Yeah. So okay, we're, to wrap this up really quickly. Our little little weird detour. I had no idea we're going to wind up going through that little nope. neighborhood. We just No went me through. either. But uh, yeah, Billy Crud up in *Hello Tomorrow* uh, looks really interesting. Um, he where he's selling real estate on the moon, or he he's pretending to. I'm not really sure what's going well, on. Well,
0: it seems to be set in the idealized 1950s that didn't exist—the mm. idealized sci-fi 1950s—and and it looks weirdly like a. Uh, this is also not hard sci-fi. This seems satirical, but it looks like it is almost like *The Music Man*. Like His job is selling um, land on the moon, and people are into it, but I guess he discovers that the company works for, or the people who are, it's like, that's not possible. Doesn't matter, we're making all this money. It seems like that's the idea, so he is selling something that doesn't exist, that can't happen. Um, but he, they are living in a world with flying cars and that kind of stuff and robots oh, yeah. that walk okay. dogs. Right. And, and I'm looking at it going like, that's great. It's like alternate past, not alternate future. It's an alternate past where all of that sleek 1950s sci-fi exists, but the one thing that they're trying to sell is not possible, which is life on the moon or living on the moon. I don't know. I'm down for it. It, it yeah. looks really great. What, what that, was it again? It, I don't know where you found these things. I was like, what? I didn't even know that exists. <laughs> hmm,
1: yeah. I, 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 the title reminds me of this old, that old movie. It was based about a, about a forties era or thirties era radio station. Oh, Pleasantville. No, no, no. Uh, oh. But it had a similar, like, hello, something uh, or good morning, something or good night. Something. It was, it was like a reference to the show that the movie was about. And it was about the cast of a radio show.
0: Damn it, what was that? Man, I have know, no either. idea what you're talking about. Oh, have you know been drinking? You've been hitting that uh that whiskey that you uh okay. you keep you know celebrating on the show? Our yeah. sponsors. <laughs>
1: <Wee>. <laughs> um, uh what was it? It had a really similar God damn it. movie about
0: <laughs> Wow. What was that thing where the guy was like, uh blah blah. we're going to have to come up with some sort of uh, interstitial music that plays when we have to do old man Google lookups.
1: Oh, Tune In Tomorrow. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, Tune tune In Tomorrow. Yeah. Is that right? am I thinking of right? I think
0: it's... um, Because this has Keanu
1: Reeves. I don't remember Keanu Reeves being in that (laughs) movie. Maybe maybe it is. Yeah, nineteen ninety. I guess it is. Barbara Hershey, Peter Falk. Yeah, that's the one.
0: Yeah, okay. isn't that actually an adaptation of um of Aunt Julia and the Screenwriter? Is it? Yes. Ooh, turns on and right, says Wikipedia. It's a good book. And of course, with my things that I do, you know, uh old time radio yeah. show that we put on, uh of course I've dived into a lot of media that's about that though i don't think i i saw tune in tomorrow but i think it was a long time ago and yeah was, tune in tomorrow is not fantasy at all really
1: no um no. It's,
0: it's just, just a, a little timey
1: title kind of maybe yeah
0: exactly there's also um was it tomorrowland the movie that i didn't see that was oh, based yeah. on the uh the disneyland ride
1: i have not seen that either
0: or disneyland area uh yeah it looked pretty interesting and then i heard reviews saying it's not that good and then i cried silently to myself um one thing we need to talk about today though yes and you've been avoiding it i know that it's not your favorite we need to talk about the flash trailer
1: oh (laughs) yeah of course that is the number one thing one one thing on my list i was i was trying to avoid I was trying to insert Picard season three before that, but yeah, we might as well get that. Oh, out of the way.
0: Oh, well, I mean, we could talk, but Picard season three, all I can say is I'm incredibly excited about it.
1: You know, yeah, it's I like, mean, I am too. I, I, and I did not like season two of that you show. You didn't? No, no, no what, what, missed you. Oh,
0: all right. I want to hear what we'll, we'll,
1: we'll hold off on flash. Right, talk yeah, about yeah. Picard season stand two. What line, was your problem? Stand with line, flash trailer. We'll be right with you. Um. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the first season of a card I thought started off really strong and I was yeah. I really dug what they were doing with the whole idea of them. Uh, like uh, they had this captured board ship that they're doing experiments on. You've got Hugh there. the was, it was great mm-hmm. to see him again. Mm-hmm. So, of course I didn't like, you know, he had a good arc though, but there, uh, at, by the end of that, that first season, it just started getting really messy and I just couldn't understand why they were making a lot of the decisions. They were, and then the second season, oh i i just i was down i was wow. totally down for this whole this whole uh they're they're doing an homage to to the voyage home you know with the, the sure. going back to san francisco and back in time and it's very very campy and I, I was totally down for that but i just thought the writing was absolutely horrible from start to finish and i just could not get behind it none of the character motivations made any sense to me I was really angry that they there was a complete lack of respect for the canon that they were supposedly building from, because uh, there was a the whole show. You know, the, it was kind of nice they do have uh, Guinan in San Francisco, which is we knew, she was there a hundred years before. There was that right that that episode. God, I can't remember that what it's called. Where they, it's a really cool you know uh, grandfather paradox uh, story. Basically, those those stories where you find an object. Um. And yeah. then the, you go full circle. I didn't describe that very well. Well, uh, the
0: season two, my, my only complaint with it, uh, was I, there's a little bit of an eye roll when Star Trek concept, but I mean, original series, it's just, they are always going to bounce back to the past, which usually means contemporary earth so they can do some jokes And I was like, okay, but they still had some great scenes. And I was like, okay, I get it. And then um, their Han Solo guy, dude, the the roguish dude stays behind because he falls in love with a nurse. And I'm like, I mean, this is echoes of so much Trek. But at the same time, it was well done. And I liked Seven of Nine and uh, and What's-Her-Name, being badass ladies running around, you know, so i didn't mind it this I, is really
1: where there's a lot of things that that this is where i was what i was getting at that 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 great uh next generation uh two-parter where they go back in time because they find data's dis you know disembodied head or right uh you know in a cave near san francisco or no it's actually on a planet was that, was that, it's just distant planet somewhere and but so it they, was, they wasn't wind-
0: that time's arrow and they end up meeting mark twain and all that stuff yeah
1: mark twain yeah but And that's, then it turns out Guinan there, younger Guinan is there. And that turns out for her, that's the first time she's met Picard. So um, we come to, we come to season two of Picard and they're in San Francisco. Guinan is there and she has no memory. That's a, she has no idea who Picard is. She knows she's heard of his ancestor that he's there to, 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 uh, to save. Right. Uh, or, or to encourage whatever is going on. Cause she didn't, I guess she didn't want to go on the launch and he had to talk her into it. But, and I had no problem with all of that. It's just like, why did you throw that out? Well, you can't tell me that the writers didn't know about that because clearly they're in San Francisco and Guinan is there, so clearly so they this knew.
0: thing, this little thing, which you can talk about. I mean, if you read comics, this stuff always gets excused by, well, uh, they had already there had already been so much tinkering that that could have been altered, and so this is now the new first meeting. I mean, there is just always. Something yeah, where you but go. They didn't yeah, even time, address it.
1: Time streams. It's one of those things like you, you were saying with John, like I forget what it was. There was some issue that we you and I had a problem with that he didn't care. He's it like, it's just one yeah. sentence, John. It's one sentence. It's of, true. Of That's true. Picard had no memory of meeting her before. Uh he he did like, he could have, but he didn't say. It. Well, by the way, you don't you probably don't remember because of the time streams messed up.
0: Well, he no, but he wasn't that before. He, I think the whole thing was he was trying to fly under the radar. He knew that was Gynen.
1: Yeah. But why would he, why would they, why the, the point is that the writer's completely left out of the story for no reason that I, that I'm aware of. And you're so that pissed me off. you're so angry. And that, 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 that wasn't it though. That wasn't the whole thing. Uh, there was a lot of, well, there's a lot of stupid choices they made. That I didn't understand. Like they got that actor who played the time cop in, a, in an old episode and you think, oh, cool. Maybe he's actually going to be playing the same character. No. <laughs> his the, his his whole character showing up had I, I, almost nothing relevant to uh, contribute to the storyline. In fact, um, the, the and this the, the really I think the thing that bothered me the most was Cues' motivation. Okay, okay, he's got a mental problem and he's dying, but yeah. none of, none of what he did made any sense. Like he's trying to have have uh, the younger uh, the, again yet another ancestor of uh, of Data's creator who looks exactly like him trying yeah. to run down yeah. Picard and trying to run Picard over in an SUV or whatever it is. Like, yeah. And Q, cause Q told him to do it. Why? What? And, and Q's like, don't you see Picard? It's because I love you. It's like, you tried to kill him. <laughs> what you trying- well, no, Q is always, always going
0: to, well, he's always going to be confusing and he's always putting Picard through a test and it was all just Faustian bargains. It's always a thing with Q, and, and it happens in a lot in sci-fi when you've got a god-type character or a devil-type character. So the whole thing was that ancestor of uh, of nunian Singh or whatever the name is. Um, he's an asshole, but they gave him the motivation of Q has the secret to help him. Um, you know, keep his daughter alive. So basically it's like, what do you want me to do? Oh, I just run over that British guy, that elderly man. Oh, I'll do that. Um, so, I mean, I think that they explain the motivation. It's just not that great. It's like, you want the secret? I got the secret. That'll fix all that your science nonsense. All you have to do is run over that guy. And he's going to survive anyway because he's Picard. And it's like, ah, Jean-Luc. I'm glad you survived. Yeah. Q never makes sense. That's kind of Q's thing. Well, but I, you are totally legit.
1: You watched that season and you left it going. Ugh. I, I kept hoping that it was going to. Get, I watched every episode all the way to the some end. Some stuff
0: I, I didn't like, I, and some stuff I did. I thought we spent too much time. This is what. <laughs> this is something I. I I have a problem with Star Trek in general about this. Anytime we visit these great captains in their either the future after they've retired or in the case of Kirk, when he goes into the vortex, whatever the thing is. Um, and that's like his perfect place. I'm like, why are they so obsessed with, with like not even 21st century. They all seem to be like 19th century. They all like, polished wood surfaces and horses and stuff like i'm like dude yeah. come on man they can't all be like ah yes the smell of old spice i'm like fuck you I- i'm always amazed it's like picard is is centuries away from us and and his perfect world is living in um you know uh that uh In Tuscany, I mean, it's all it's like, oh, my vineyards. Yes, I know the Picards Mm. have vineyards and all that nonsense. And all those flashbacks to his youth where you're like, what century are they in? I know it's the future, but they seem to be living in like a Bronte sister's world. I'm like, what the fuck (laughs) is this nonsense? Mother, shall I come and see you mother? I'm like, where are the robots and the sliding doors? They're not in the past, but they all seem to have this fetish for you. See this thing right here. They called this a slurpee. You got Mm. it at Seven Eleven. It's my favorite. I mean, I'm just like, be contemporary yeah it's it's always this thing about you like that painting no i want to see your fucking holograms that you've got around your house god damn it
1: yeah get I, off that, that
0: horse get on a robot horse yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that whole that whole thing with him going through the character development of of recap you know re- rediscovering this thing in his past i i just thought was one of many things about the show that was very clunkily written
0: yeah the- i mean actually i thought all that that character backstory stuff is fine. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I thought they stretched it out too much and it was a little too heavy handed. And I also sat there going, wow. Um, I, I guess they're setting up a romance and have since season one with the Romulan, non Romulan time watcher person who is a good actress. And, and, uh, I looked her up, and I was like, well, that's not age-appropriate. And I looked her up, and I'm like, "Going, she's in her 60s? Wow. She's hanging in there. But anyway, Mm. so, uh, but I'm still sitting there as a fanboy going, where's Beverly Crusher? That's who he's supposed to end up with.
1: Everybody's coming in season three, apparently.
0: I know. I get, I'm in
1: there. I was surprised. They
0: called me up and they said, do you want, I was like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Finally. Everyone's the <laughs> Um <laughs> Hi, everybody. And just walk out. <laughs> the the thing, uh, thought, <laughs> the thing that I thought, the thing I thought was good about season two, which I, I just don't. Again, they kind of fumbled the balls. It, it was a it was a cool idea having um what's her name. uh, uh um, you mean the who, she merges Alice with the lady Borg who queen. becomes the board queen, the new board queen. queen. Yeah, that should have been the whole. The whole story should have been around her because she was great. Uh, the, the, yep. the actress they had playing the Borg Queen who just died uh, incidentally. Yeah, I
0: mean, that's she was terrible. So uh
1: they had a really good Actually, thing.
0: Actually, I, I said really there, thing when, there. That, when season one, you know, and they showed the Borg Queen, I was like, I was like, are they doing some sort of digital de-aging or is it just makeup on Alice Crege or Very whatever? Good. I, I thought it was makeup. her. And I was like, yeah. wow, yeah. she no it's a completely different actress who's totally
1: nailing and she those were some of the best scenes with the scenes that her with her in it and with them Uh, yeah they were they were really good uh and i like that there was one scene where i thought okay this is well written was a scene where picard was talking to his ancestor and giving her a pep talk outside that gala whatever it was and the the you know it was one of one of picard's you know words of wisdom speeches and it was Boy, he does those all the time. That was very well written. I was like, okay, here's Picard. I was like, where, where? I don't know where he's been up until now, (laughs) but here he is. So, I wouldn't have even brought it up. You just hate the
0: show so bad. I'm just amazed at how how much you thought about it.
1: But I'm still, I am excited for three because people who who agree with me who hated season one and, and two way more than I did uh robert Beyer, Meyer, my robert byer robert myer Burnett is as one who's been very vocal about this that the he's actually been he has a history of working on Trek too i think he he was involved in the uh the trek uh restoration project um yeah back in the day for of the original series uh he was very vocal about disliking he like he doesn't like like any of the new Trek. you know he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like discovery doesn't like uh strange well Worlds. discovery
0: doesn't do much for me um and i really hate I, <clears throat> I, I i've stated this many a time uh my big problem with prequels is they're reductive they're not only reductive because we keep going back to the past but they i always say the problem with prequels is they make what comes later less impressive in other yeah. words, I want Kirk to be this great trailblazer. But if we find out that this this other captain met Romulans years before, or this person, and here's Spock's kick-ass sister. What? Adopted human sister? Don't fuck with I mean, fuck you. Yeah. And it just, I'm like, no, don't keep going backwards. Is it cool that we get to meet Rain Wilson as a younger uh, Henry Mudd? Uh, I mean, Harry Mudd? Yeah, sure. But Still, I don't want prequels. I want you to go forward and tell me the stories that happen after Kirk, after Picard, after them, because that whatever we will be watching won't have any impact on yeah. what we already cherish. Yeah. So I really like Strange New Worlds. I was surprised at how much yeah. I really enjoyed it. And it feels really like good. old Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Pike. Great. I like he's not Kirk. He's actually a kind of a doof. And I like it. Um but a very somber thing because he knows his future. That's kind of a great twist. This is great, but it's still a prequel. And I'm like, stop it. God damn it. (laughs) And I think even Discovery, didn't they like season two or something? I I stopped watching it. I watched a couple episodes. Didn't they jump to the future? Because they're like, shit, 3000
1: years in the future. Yeah. It's like, all right, fuck you guys.
0: Fuck you guys.
1: (laughs) We're out of here. Apparently
0: Um, Spock never loved me because he never brought me up. I'm so, out of here. See so what I, what I
1: don't understand is like why didn't they just and I guess this was just because they, the, they're trying again to appeal to the, the hardcore fans which they have failed miserably because pretty much you all mean the original, porn fans yeah all, pretty much you know mo- a lot of the hardcore <laughs> hardcore Star Trek fans don't do not like Discovery uh but a lot of yeah, people that's said true a lot of people said at the time because this was coming right on the heels of the third uh you know JJ Abrams the reboot the rebooted Star Trek phones. why not just Set the series in the rebooted parallel universe. It's one of the cool things about those movies. It yeah, is a, the
0: Kelvin universe. They avoided uh, the prequel the problem timeline. by putting it
1: in a parallel universe, which was a brilliant yes, idea to get around. I don't around know that why problem. they didn't
0: say, "Yeah, everything we should be watching now, we can also just uh, mm-hmm. enjoy without it tampering." And that you don't have to tell the same stuff.
1: stories. You know,
0: no man, I tell you, Abrams. Uh, uh, Abrams yeah. did a fine job with Star and- Trek, surprisingly good. And he did a decent job with Force Awakens, decent. Mm. But the thing with Abrams is let him do one and get him the fuck out <laughs> of there because the next <laughs> yeah. move he makes will yeah, be yes. wrong.
1: Yeah, I am. Calm. uh
0: No, the con thing. Here's the deal you have rebooted a universe and you immediately jump to a rehash or reimagining of one of the greatest stories. A story, by the way, that only works. Star Trek Two only works because they already had that history. They had Space Seed. This is an old villain. This is something you've earned. Spock dying and Kirk being torn up about it, then they flip it for this. You want, You know why that works? Because they had been best of friends for decades. This thing is... Two weeks after they've met, one of them dies, and he's like, "Boy, that sucks." Oh yeah. no, I'm ah, I'm gonna yeah. get revenge for you, Mister Kirk. I'm gonna beat on Khan. Yeah, man. If they had done the second movie as a rehash of Space Seed, like here's our our introduction to Khan uh, in this universe, but right. it's not the story points of Wrath of Khan. You have to earn all that stuff. Like yeah. y- the great thing about Star Trek, the first one is they're all meeting each other for the first time. And you see the, the little germination of those great characters. You see, oh yeah, bones and, and Jim, they pretty much instantly are like bros. There's that frisson between Spock and Kirk. That's great. They're not there yet. Do mm-hmm. that second movie, have a completely original story or do one of the early original series episodes but adapt it make it more modern do all that shit uh but you don't jump to one of the greatest movies which really works because you've got an old rivalry and an old yeah. friendship
1: ah. the only and, and jj amers did put this in the movie they try to oh we're salt, jumping on jj
0: again the, our party game. That
1: problem but this this was <laughs> this was one of my the things about the movie i i liked just because it was Leonard Nimoy, because he was still around, and mm. so the younger Spock was able to call the older Spock, and say, "Hey, uh, this Khan guy. Is there anything you can tell me about him?" And and the older Spock's like, Whew. <laughs> like "Yeah, yeah, uh, it's great. Like, uh, 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 you're not going to like what I have to say. Basically, this is bad." I love that scene. But just it, whatever
0: you yeah. do, yeah. do not bring up Corinthian leather.
1: Oh, yes. Come <laughs>
0: on. A little joke about
1: uh, Ricardo Montalban. I was ticking back through my head there. I was Like, oh, that's a commercial reference. God. Yeah.
0: It also, uh, don't bring up. Don't ask him whether those are his <laughs> real old man pecs. <laughs> yeah. The old <laughs> man. Old man. Man-gly-vitch. Man-gly-vitch. <laughs> um, but I, I did <laughs> like that for at least those two movies. Yes. That litter Nimoy was still around. And him being like um, a refugee from his timeline—that's a—that's a pretty cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they fucked that movie series up real good. So fast, I don't think I've seen a movie series fuck itself so fast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even even the 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 sequel trilogy of Star Wars. There's so much stuff in Last Jedi that that is interesting, and mm-hmm. then of course gets totally scrapped. Yeah. So I don't think it. I don't think Last Jedi is a failure at all. I like it a lot, actually. It needs some editing, but I I love it. And then, of course, it's like, quick, JJ, fix it. Oh, I, the way I'll fix it is ignore all that shit and um and come up with some really bad paste over continuity. Of that bullshit. Sorry.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm getting angry again. Yeah, hey, let's talk about show. the Flash. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, well, well very quickly. Uh, Picard season three, I think, is starting. And two days, I think it starts, well, the, the the day this episode comes out, I think is when the premiere I know it's premieres.
0: very soon. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah.
1: So I'm very much looking forward to that. And as I mentioned, uh, Robert Meyer Brunette, who's been very, very, way more critical of the new track stuff than I am, swears up and down. And he has, he's been doing this for months. Like, no, this is good. Like, trust me, guys, this is going to be good. So hang on. Okay. All right. So we'll see. So yeah, Flash Trailer. This looks good. And it, I'm, I'm
0: I don't know. Cautiously I mean, optimistic. It, yeah, it looks good. I was surprised that they didn't. I was a little confused because I kept was like, where's Ming? Why aren't they using the Queen soundtrack? But I'll I'll watch it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 Thank do, you, everybody. Do, we'll do, see you next do, week. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Flash! Ah, ah. Ming um, does the impossible. No, it is exactly what I was surprised at how good it looked. And James Gunn may I mean, I don't think the guy would consciously lie, even though he is in a PR position trying to get people excited for the product to come. But I mean, him saying it's the greatest superhero movie he's ever seen is high praise indeed. It looks like it's it is. It looks like a sort of adaptation of Flashpoint, which is one of the big mini series from a few years ago, mm-hmm. which had the Flash going through the multiverse and he ends up in a world where uh, it was young Bruce Wayne who dies and uh, in the uh, mugging, and Thomas Wayne is Batman. So he's this older, violent, he just uses guns and shit. Yeah. I mean, that's not what they're doing here, but the whole idea that he, as he says in the trailer, like, oh my God, I'm responsible for creating a world without metahumans. And I think that's the world...
1: Is that going to be it's a little unclear uh, Michael Keaton's if, world yeah it's like are, is that everything happening in one universe or is he is he visiting other universes no, he's going through people. he's
0: going through the multiverse yeah um well i think he only goes to two i mean i think he's in his and then he ends up in the other one where or maybe ends up in a couple because i guess i don't know he ends up in Michael Keaton's that has it's- at least one kryptonian in it and that's kara yeah, but um, it
1: looks like it's a weird. He creates this universe with no no him and no metahumans, or so he thinks. There's no superheroes except for Batman, who's who's just a guy with with a suit and some stuff. But uh, he's so, just a man it's just, it's with a weird. man's
0: courage. You know, he's nothing but a man. He can never fail. No one but the pure in heart can find the golden grail. Oh,
1: what it's Flash <laughs> again. It was, It's oh, a Flash it Gordon
0: theme. Oh, it's okay. just that I had just sung it, and then you said he's just a man, which then spurred, oh my God, you need to have the theme, uh, the the entire soundtrack to the Flash Gordon movie. You just need to have it, and listen yeah. to it all the time. Flash Gordon from 1980-81 is a goofy-ass movie, but I have a fondness for it. And There's that, so many rabbit that,
1: holes in this episode. Now.
0: That soundtrack's amazing, yes. But
1: anyway... <laughs> um, The trailer
0: uh, does also show a little too much, because I think we also in the trailer see a scene in which uh, Barry Prime, or I guess the one from the Snyderverse, I like that we get both Affleck and Keaton, that's kind of great, but they show that scene where he's doing the, ah, and the lightning is going through him and then getting his other Barry self. So I think we're seeing him give the other Barry flash right. powers.
1: Yeah. Um, I was watching some breakdowns of that that you can see very briefly in the, in the, in the trailer that the bat wing um, Keaton's bat plane is, is hovering above, above them with a, with a oh. chain coming down. So he's oh. channeling the lightning down. So they're all three of them are working together to try to recreate this experiment. So what, what I'm, what, I'm what, I was, what I was trying to say is that it, it looks like, he's created this weird amalgam universe but that, that's a, a mixture of the uh uh the you know Keaton's Batman uh the Snyder verse and um some other you know some, some other strange stuff where obviously the flash never happened and there's no other superhero Superman never made it to earth for some strange reason and it looks like I know you said there was a theory that the this new, this new supergirl was was the offspring of Christopher Reeves Superman yeah they're calling like, her it looks Kara. Like just which on, it looks like maybe the thing is because in Flashpoint, isn't it that Superman has been been in an underground bunker like she is in this movie? Like
0: that is true in Flashpoint. Um, like the government claimed, you know, the ship, and so Superman, you know, never was Superman. He was being experimented on, all that stuff, right? Um, so that is possible. What they're doing here. There's really no way of knowing. I mean, they. Right. I remember when they were, there's no way of knowing until we see the movie, but when they, when they were kind of announcing it and dropping hints, a lot of the theory was that Michael Keaton's Batman had been her mentor. And now that we see her literally being broken out of prison, I'm like, hmm. And I mean, if she is literally Kara Zor-El, if she is. That universe is Supergirl and not the daughter of Superman and Lois. You know, let's go with the black hair. She looks great. The costume looks great. I mean, one of the things is I don't mind Else Worlds. They are so part of comics, What If and Else Worlds, that the only thing then when they do it in movies is when they say, No, canonically, this is your Spider Man and he organically makes his webs. And you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the only Spider-Man we get, even though I, I like those movies. Yeah. When you do something like this, where we get two Batman who are completely different, uh, a Barry Allen who, is, uh, who looks like Ezra Miller and not a blonde nerd with a bow tie, if the whole thing is just like, eh, in the universe, in the multiverse, the the classic guy exists. We just haven't seen a movie for that guy. Stop hitting your mic. Um. So, in other words, I'm okay with her not being a blonde chick
1: from argo city um yeah if i mean that's every, where the universe is all screwed around anyway so what what yeah. difference does it make so
0: and it, the footage looks really good man yeah. yeah and you got two different flash outfits and you've got an evil flash they do that thing with the uh, uh I, the dark flash and him are boot to boot and they're taken off and i'm like what's i don't even i don't know what i'm looking at yeah that's what I heard a lot of they're... it is just guesswork because i don't know yeah Apparently, and where will it end? Like apparently gun may have overseen like a button scene that will actually sort of make it clear where his universe takes over.
1: Which I think is where this rumor was coming from. That was sort of cleared up, cleared up, you know, before, before the trailer came out that there was a, a rumor that I guess Grace Randolph had dropped um, on Twitter about this, this buttons, possibly this button scene you're referring to where there's a wholly different Batman who shows up at the end. And the rumor was that he was played by somebody who previously played him, but it's oh, not. Oh yeah. They're like Keaton one of these and three guys. Affleck. Yeah. And, so and is it, it, Oh, is it, is it Clooney or is it, is it, is well, it, it, can't, it, a, it, it can't be Val it Kilmer. be Christian Bale? Or you know, obviously yeah. it can't be Kilmer. Yeah. So that's so people were leaning towards, well, so it can't be Clooney because his movies were terrible. His movie was terrible, right? It was not only one he was in. Was it he the only Chris, did Gun one and robin? he did yeah. batman and robin yeah. Uh, yeah so people were saying maybe it's christian bale and people going some people like that idea and some people are like what no that doesn't make any sense and uh so finally Gunn came out on twitter on sunday i think it was a couple days ago and said it said no it's going to be a new actor it's not going to be <laughs>
0: but I, he didn't say i, I mean
1: he, he didn't say that christian bale is not in the scene that we're referring to i think that oh, maybe if 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 the rumors are true that. The Batman, another Batman is showing up. The Batman it's that prob- we're going to get just with Batman little...
0: is going to be a brand new actor.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, for for the new DCU stuff. Yeah. But this, but this button scene that you're referring to that possibly has Batman in it, that might actually be one of the old actors. Just just for like some little br- brief scene. But what,
0: that- what purpose would that be? Like they're all just standing there going, oh, you're Batman? Yeah. What about you? Oh, I'm also Batman. Yeah. <laughs> How about yeah. you? Totally Batman. Your name's uh, Bruce.
1: My, my theory was, But that at it really, the same time, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Yeah, exactly. Th- that you that was all my thinking. Spider-Man
0: and they go, uh, excuse me, Peter. And they're like, yeah. Huh? Oh, sorry. Right. him? No. Him? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like, <laughs> is on. it going to be like crisis, a crisis thing where all the, all the, all the universes are getting erased and combined oh, or for the leaving multiverse? Or are they leaving a multiverse? I think they'll leave of, a multiverse. That's well, a smart is, thing to this do. This is what I'm thinking. Like, so if it, he brings a button scene and he wants to kind of put these other characters to bed without just erasing them. And or just not saying anything about it. <laughs> I
0: like the imagery: so, James yeah. Gunn tucking in, Michael <laughs> Keaton, Batman.
1: Yeah. You're gonna be okay. Nighty night. Close those eyes. So <laughs> maybe th- these people who there's some characters who have no home, like their original universe is gone or something, and and oh, Flash sure, figures yeah. out some way to deliver them to another universe.
0: oh that's it a just good idea. Happens to
1: be the Dark Knight universe. Or it'll just or Clooney's, be... Clooney's Batman and Robin universe, yeah, the nip of the Bat, bat Nipple universe, we'll call it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the nip verse.
1: So, I, I don't
0: know.
1: Uh, it will be weird. Speculating. We do, after all, we do have a movie already with Batfleck and Keaton in it, so why not? And I gotta yeah. say,
0: I mean, chills, mm-hmm. chills with with old Michael Keaton, who I have to say, even when I saw him in uh spider-man homecoming i was like you've kept yourself in shape i mean you're an old dude but you're you're still like a wiry little guy i'm like yeah all right and so when they were saying like oh he he might come back as batman i was like are they just gonna totally obscure him in shadow or something i was like no the in the trailer i don't know if they're doing anything cg to to clean it up but he looks great in the suit yeah but well, i a- know that he is old batman they don't have to de-age him there's like yeah. you no know, he's bruce Wayne he's just very He's still in the suit, and he's old.
1: Well, there's a shot I miss where it's. It must be before that scene where they're in the Batcave, where I'm guessing it's Bruce Wayne, and he's got long, long, like old, like gray, stringy hair. And oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So my I'm, I'm guessing is that like there's that scene that they everybody's making a big deal about, where he, where where Keaton goes. Yeah, I bet. Uh, oh, and they're it's like why are they surprised that they're already in. They're already in the Batcave. They're already they, in they, the
0: Batcave, yeah. They may have
1: encountered him first, because I'm guessing that Barry's trying to find uh, Bruce Wayne. Yes, that's see, true. It's and it's ben it's Affleck very possible like, that
0: oh, it's not his Bruce Wayne. Yeah, He's like, it, uh, he, he would probably denying
1: that he's Batman at first, like going, no, Batman, what's that? And then they, they find their way into the Batcave. He goes, okay, I'm Batman. <laughs> that's Plus, my guess I will say too. this,
0: it, it's, a, it's a much better modern version of his original cowl, because they were still figuring that shit out back in 1989, but yeah, but I'm sitting there looking at it and there's no doubt about it that I am strongly in the camp of the, the tall pointy ears. Um, all the Snyder stuff where he wants to be doing Frank Miller. So it's all the little, like I have, (laughs) um, when they just do that silhouette, when Keaton walks in and it's just like, I'm like, God damn it. It's primal. I love, I mean, we, I love, superheroes i love the comic world so superman is my guy but talk about chills i see batman on screen and i'm always hoping it's good um so this trailer worked for me and i am hopeful um now the elephant in the room you know ezra miller as a person god bless them I hope everything comes out all right for not only them, but also the people they affected because it's not just Ezra Miller. If it was something that they did to themselves with all that stuff, that's bad. But unfortunately they also brought in other people. So in other words, I hope it's not just because of Warner brothers needing a big hit and needing the money that we're just going to, be okay with what Ezra Miller has been up to. I really want to like this movie without having that shadow over it. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. And if this yeah. is Ezra Miller's last run, haha, as Flash, I thought they were good. But you need to be a good human being. So yes. maybe the next Flash movie is a different Flash. Yeah. And I will be okay with that.
1: Yeah. Um, that was the thing about the. Change the like, subject back to the bail rumors, Christian bail rumors. Like, oh, yeah, uh, I guess in theory, I guess I can see why people would be excited about that, but it really made no sense to begin with. Like, why would Gunn, having the chance of a lifetime to re- to, to do the DCU he wants to do, why would he say, Oh, let's see, for Batman, oh, yeah, let's just go, let's just use Christian Bale. I, I Christopher didn't buy Batman. that, I didn't,
0: I heard that rumor too, and I no didn't way. buy it. Simply, si- no, simply because. Even if he wants to do a Batman and Damien movie where Batman is older, and I, I really wish they would. I mean, we do have the Batman. And we can just go over to Matt Reeves' universe and have fun with the young Batman. But if they want to go older, I, he would be an idiot, not just to find his guy, yeah. his Batman. Yeah, uh, It's like, yeah, we don't need to bring back Christian Bale, who has better things to do.
1: Well, and I was reading, I've been reading this, finally, getting around to reading It's great.
0: Isn't it the first great? part,
1: Batman and Son. And I get it. Oh, yeah. I wanted to show Andy Kubert's artwork is yeah. gorgeous, but at times, yeah. it's just absolutely breathtaking. I mean, panels like yeah, this. Yeah, look mean, at that. Come on. That is absolutely fucking gorgeous. Plus, so, also the blue cape. Yeah, yeah. What a flashback. It, blue and I mean, gray. Side note, it, it looks like Batflake is wearing a blue and gray suit in, this, in, in The Flash. Um, oh. There's some brief, brief battle sequences where it's clearly not Keaton; it's Batman. Oh, yeah. So
0: I need you to get... go back and rewatch. I watched it a couple of times. Yeah, and um, I'm just you know,
1: there's a person
0: this, in a red cape flying around, and I was like, get, get,
1: get. What's there are two things that's interesting about this is uh, Morrison's uh, Batman and Son Run. The the Batman in the story is not that old. You know, he's not gray haired.
0: Well. No, that's no, it's true, but that is part of the DC flexible timeline thing. Right. Because they are acknowledging every Robin, and yet they're still yeah. saying that Bruce is like thirty-eight or you know, I'm like, Well, I'm sorry. Did Dick Grayson hang out for six months and then it's like, <laughs> All right, all right, bye. Who's next? Jason Todd. Great, come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Tim Drake, <laughs> Tim Drake. Is he here? We're just going to the ne- Oh, no, he's here. Okay, great. Six months. Okay, great. Drake, five Stephanie minutes. Brown, five minutes, Tim Drake. Brown. <laughs> You're up, Robin. You're up. Oh, I have a son now? Great. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of understand why he, you know, it kind of makes sense if there, he's, he's resolved to the fact he has to build his Batman alongside um, Matt Reeves's Batman, who is the younger version. And who maybe, maybe they're going to have a Dick Grayson in that universe. We don't know uh, at this point. So maybe he starts with, a, you know, a 35, 38 year old Batman who's now with Tim Drake um, and has been with Tim Drake for a couple of years as it is. That's how the story starts off. You right, Tim right. Drake and the then and then great Robin, very loyal. Uh, and Robin. then, oh, Tim Drake's great. Yeah. And, there's and some, then some Talia's like,
0: I didn't tell you a little secret. We yeah. had a kid. Uh oh.
1: My my only my only criticism. There's, I, there's a couple of things. I need to go back and reread it because it's it's funny how how quickly it moves. It's like the story has like a short attention span. Like it jumps around a lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like one of the very first panels, like it's the, the first scene where it Isn't turns it with the out the man bats the ninja that- man bats. That that I love that whole sequence. But this yeah. this, this this panel I show you—that's not Batman. That's that's actually a cop dressed up as Batman. Who's, who's oh right okay yes. And so in the next the next panel of the next page, the real Batman shows up right as the, the fake Batman is shooting the Joker in the face. But yeah, if you, how could you figure that out from this one? It's really only in the subsequent panels where Gordon is going. Oh yeah, by the way, that was a a you know a next cop dressed up as Batman. What the hell is going on? I had, I had no idea, so it's a little—it's a little confusing sometimes. Uh, the blocking. Well, of the I panel. mean, every
0: um, and there's no denying that all the Q-Berts, uh, you know, father and sons—they're—they're they're all brilliant comics artists. But it's also possible that Grant Morrison is trying to be cinematic, as in, you'll find out when I need you to find out. True. It's like you're just yeah. going to have to look at a panel and go, "What?" and then someone will explain it. Yeah, uh, because he does like a lot of WTF moments in all of his stories, no matter who's drawing them. He loves to, like, have you go, what just and then the next page you go, did you believe that hologram? <laughs> like, oh, OK, I guess that was a hologram. I didn't know what did you got to tell it, me.
1: You get later into this and it, right as the story is really getting interesting, all of a sudden there's a short a short story about the Joker. It's not even a comic. There's a few illustrations. I'm like going, What? no I, don't morrison.
0: I, I will say no, this no, about morrison that. morrison is brilliant undeniably he is also all ideas he is all ideas and sometimes he's actually able to nail down a story um but he is prone to whim and whimsy um did you ever read final crisis which no, was I've, a grant morrison it yeah it it's a grant morrison dc event so it all came out of his brain mm-hmm. and it's got these brilliant concepts including at one point superman recruits all the supermen from the multiverse and there's this double page spread of it's not just him it's every iteration including um uh, apollo from the authority um and including captain carrot i mean it, it's just like every interpretation of the superman concept is flying and they're all just like this huge group and you're like god damn it that's great but at the same time the storyline is just like what yeah it's like okay um they're trying to so, solve Orion, the new God's murder, and he was killed with a time bullet. And you're like, what? And at the, <laughs> a, a bullet shot through time. And then um, at the end of it, uh, it's Batman versus Darkseid. And you're like, what? It's just, it's, just, it, it's <laughs> yeah. a real fuckeroo. And that's the one where that's what started him off. Grant Morrison's run on Batman is because he did the whole thing of Batman dies in Final Crisis, and then his soul bounces through time through a bunch of different Wayne family members. So you see the Wayne family, they all become sort of Batman and you're like, okay. And then he resurrects in the modern day. And then, and Grant Morrison's like, great. So, I mean, I'm like, what? And I love the man, but it's just like, maybe (laughs) two less shrooms. Yeah.
1: I'm not (laughs) saying cut out the shrooms, just maybe, just two less, because that the the story, and the, I'm sure this is what what uh, Gunn is ex- uh, really going for is the story of Damian Wayne being introduced and and stuff, and, and the dynamic between him and Tim Drake and and, and yeah. Alfred is great. It's great stuff. I, but I just wish that 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 Grant Morrison could have hung with it a little bit more and so, said, "Oh wait, here's a short story about Joker. Here now I'm jumping wind to the way future where where Damian Wayne is now the Batman and he's bald." I don't know yep. why, but I, I, and I was I got to that point. Oh, like going, you know why? Because I he got were, those I jeans from
0: Rachel Gould. Yeah, oh, Rachel okay. Gould has that majorly receding hairline.
1: <laughs> I I thought I thought there were issues issues missing. It's like, oh wait, were there other issues that were oh, written no. by somebody the man, else? The man and, just and I had to look it up. It's like, no, that's what he did.
0: So yes. I have to go back.
1: <laughs> I have to reengage because I was no, getting frustrated. That's a, so now that that's I've what kind he of, did. I'm kind of uh, more more acclimated to it now. Uh, you you're get it, you're you just got to get see,
0: back into the the Morrison vibe, which yeah, but, is real loose. It's just like I'm trusting you. Take me on an adventure.
1: Yeah, but I see why. I definitely get why. Um, Gunn wants to do that story. You know, I get it. Um, I, I will oh, say of course, as far as the Morrison ride, the he's I, I, the one I read before this was also Superman, which is uh, oh here it is. No, where did I put it? Oh, here it is. Yeah. It's it's just which way, is
0: also like I said it's a bunch of short stories. It's in trippy, a way. yeah, but it's a, it's a lot easier to follow. Yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah. So anyway,
0: so, uh, yeah. So there.
1: <laughs> so there was no Marvel's trailer. I guess there no. I thought
0: there would be. It, there that was the rumor. Yeah. And uh, that's but okay, we, man.
1: We did get another indie trailer, which nobody was talking about, and <laughs> which I know there was a lot that came out on Super Bowl Sunday. But it was, was, uh, was, was, you know, I was too caught up in the game. (laughs) I know, man. Go Uh, sports team. But as far as Indy, it still looks good. I'm still, it still looks good. And finally
0: get a little bit of Phoebe Waller bridge shouting Indy and him going, what are you doing here? I'm trying to save you. That's funny.
1: Uh, And then them jumping out of a plane which I'm wondering if they're going to quote uh, Attack of the Clones there if like you go good job <laughs> which is that scene in the the, the stadium but where they where they they they're shackled to those those posts yes. Obi-Wan says what are you doing here to to Anakin and Annika goes trying to save you he goes oh good job so I,
0: I I hope there are no callbacks to Attack the Clones. <laughs> I hope not. To. I couldn't help but
1: think that it's like I'm trying to rescue. And then you.
0: immediately after that, Phoebe Waller Bridge has the midsection of her clothes torn away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Curse of Padme. Um, it looked great. It did look great. And you get some Mads Mikkelsen in there. That's a great scene where he just goes, "Are you still the same man you were?" He goes, "Are you still a Nazi?" <laughs> Yeah. let's <laughs> come on yeah oh, i'm there people i still are talking don't about know what the fuck it's about but i'm right. ready
1: yeah uh yeah people have been talking about the de-aging in the in the trailer which does look really good um
0: yeah it, it looks better than the irishman
1: yes <laughs> very much so
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i liked the irishman it could have yeah. been shorter but and that technology is amazing but what was funny and I, you probably saw this too yeah. is once it had already been released, there were amateurs online going, I can do that better. Yes. And then yeah. they were like posting, you're like, hire these people. That looks so much better than what we got.
1: Well that's what happened with uh with with Lucasfilm. Um when after that last uh that the final episode of season two of the Mandalorian came out with Luke, you get know, great moment. Oh, yeah. But, but not so great effects on his face, which we all kind of forgave. Yeah. It was like, okay, that looks weird, but thank God he's here. Yeah. Um, Somebody somebody on YouTube did a did did Deep Fake on that and did a much better job. They hired him. Lucasfilm hired that guy. Awesome. And then we get in Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, we've got much better looking uh, Luke than we did in the uh Mandalorian.
0: That's true. So it, they are doing I, do that. you think they're gonna uh clean that up for a release at some point?
1: Oh the the Mandalorian, like go back and yeah. fix it?
0: Yeah, I keep I keep, yeah, I keep like, hoping. Oh, I've gone we, back we and checked a few
1: times. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure one can do that. I'm sure when it, when it happens, it'll make the news. People will be talking about it.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's uh, because again, the technology is not exclusive to anybody. So there are people out there just randomly doing it. And you're like, that looks better than what was in that thing. It's Um, insane. But also the problem is not just about de-aging faces. It's about body movement.
1: Exactly. Um, Because
0: watching, uh, yeah, (laughs) even the curb stomping where you're like going, that's supposed to be a 35 year old Robert De Niro curb stomping a dude to death. And you're like going, yeah, no, that's a 70 year old man or 80 or year old. And it's just like in captain Marvel. I love Samuel L. That guy has held together so well. Uh, and he really acts the fuck out of I'm young, Samuel L it's 1990. And then there's that scene where he and uh, captain Marvel, run across that hangar and i'm like no that's a 70 year old man running <laughs> sorry <laughs> there's, there's no digital de-aging for like oh uh, i'm coming Here
1: yeah I come. yeah uh
0: maybe it's time for a whole body swap at that point i know but uh, I, I know indy is indy is got my hopes and i'm, I'm really d- just hoping
1: I got excited about this because right this, apparently this is this is not new news. This was this was dropped or, or hinted at several weeks ago. But James Mangold looks like he's going to oh. be directing the Swamp Thing film, and he's very excited about it because he he tweeted tweeted a picture of it. Then James Gunn retweeted it, so it's like well, obviously he's uh, going to be well, directing the movie. On, that's, they haven't yeah. announced it yet, but that's cool. And James, it is uh, Mangold did uh, Logan, which is a great movie, one of the best yeah. superhero movies ever made, I think um little, little some some things that could be better but it was still really good
0: and uh when you compare it with all the other solo wolverine movies it's fucking citizen Kane. Kate. yeah x-men Cody, origins. The one that,
1: didn't he do Jesus. one of them himself for the first one uh what do you wolverine, mean the first wolverine uh mangle did that and logan he did two of those did he uh, yeah
0: he didn't do x-men origins because that no. was crap no no that not means, that one did he do the, the wolverine yeah which was the better of the uh, okay? Yeah. So Logan is Logan's great. Logan is yeah.
1: Great. Oh, it's fantastic. So I, I'm really excited about that because it's you, you, and apparently Spielberg is still. He didn't direct this one. Obviously, Mangold's directing it. But but uh, Spielberg did have a pretty close, from what I understand. He was he was around while they were filming this indie film. So. Um,
0: well, that's that's good.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I,
0: I, I, th- that's the only thing is I kind of wish for symmetry's sake it was him, but y- you just got to
1: let go and let God, Chad. You got to let go and let God. <laughs> yeah, The Wolverine. That's the one he did. And yeah. I was looking at this recently. I, I didn't know uh, Kate and Leopold. Remember that? It's another movie with uh,
0: Kate and Leopold. Jesus. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He directed that as well. Did he? Uh-huh.
0: God, he's worked with that man a lot, and he wrote it.
1: He wrote that. He wrote, at least co-wrote that. Kate and Leopold, interesting.
0: Jesus, Kate Leopold.
1: So I'm, I'm really excited about about uh, indie, and uh,
0: uh, so- I am too. Um, I mean, all these little, it, it's all coming down the pike. I have to. I've never been good about managing my expectations because I am a kid still, and I get worked up. I mean, I remember being this excited about every single like man of steel i was totally jazzed for man of steel and it's it's sort of sad when you go and then you get disappointed and luckily a lot of the marvel films specifically uh live up to the hype this week i'm seeing quantum mania my friend
1: Yeah, uh, another thing I, is happening this week yeah yep
0: yeah, gonna go see it on thursday and i cannot wait yeah that's the uh cannot wait song um <laughs> also and from the i Flash. have a feeling yeah, Flash, also Flash, Flash Gordon soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to get in Dale's pants. No, that's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. Nope. Um, but as a kid, I did have a crush on Melody Anderson as as Dale
1: Arden. You've never seen Flash Gordon, have you? You're looking at me like <laughs> yeah, I'm an alien. I, to be completely honest, my dad and my stepmom took me to go see that movie at Sharpstown Mall. Ooh. And, I, and I was so. There was, a, there was a Disney movie showing next door, and I, I can't remember what it was. It might have been a rerun, like a re-release of It'd Lady and the Tramp be, or something. Around that
0: time, it could be uh, Black Cauldron.
1: Maybe, yeah. Or I, I don't The remember. Rescuers Down Under. It, it might have been The rescue. It was something like that. That I, I think it was a movie I'd seen before. Dad could tell that I was not enjoying, the Flash, enjoying Flash Gordon, so he says, why don't you go next door and watch the Disney movie?
0: Because <laughs> back in kidding? those days, you could
1: do that. You could just sneak yeah, around.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: You, you can hang around after the movie is over Flash and watch Gordon. it again. Yeah.
0: What is your problem?
1: <laughs> I had very, I had very uh, uh, refined. No, not uh, refined.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can tell.
1: <laughs> I was, I was, a picky, I've always been very picky with with my taste, even when I was a kid. Well, I
0: love Flash Gordon, as in the character, the universe, all that stuff, and Flash Gordon the movie. Even as a kid, I am discriminating enough that when I watched it, I was like, "Going, I really enjoyed that. I wish they had taken it a little bit more seriously." because Mm -hmm. it is very campy on purpose. It's being very campy. And I, even as a little kid, I was like going, they've turned it into more of a cartoon than what it was as a comic strip. This is a little goofier than I want. Um, but there's no denying that thing pops. And again, queen soundtrack. So it is a classic and I'm not going to fight you on that.
1: No, no, not also. You're not like,
0: I would not be able to through the screen.
1: Yeah. Here
0: come my fists of justice, Chad. Watch out. Bang. Boom. Yeah, good. That's what I wanted. <laughs> um anywho, so so Isn't, much to be excited was for. A,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh what else? By the way, did you you saw you got you got the pictures of the Oz Wonderland war? that the, Oh yeah, cars?
0: I did remember that. Yeah, I did I, remember. Well, that. I
1: obviously I bought the the issues, but I, I was digging this out. I was like, what? I have no memory of this. <laughs> This. and you can yeah, see this little, little price tag I, I think i bought it at nans or there were back issues that i bought somewhere now did they did
0: they come like as a pack some like uh, comic shops will do that where it's like no one's wanting these captain carrots so we're gonna put 10 of them in one bag and say that's a two dollar bag
1: no apparently not they were 250 a piece in oh, a separate, separate bags for yeah for 1990 or whatever it was i bought them that's uh
0: Man, you, you no one loves Alley Cat Dabra and Fastback the Turtle like you do, man. <laughs> Those are the only two I yeah. remember by name. Captain Carrot, Alley Cat Dabra, and uh Fastback. Right. Who were the other one? There was the duck that's like Aquaman. Pig, I don't know. See, I I, oh, I get the Pig mix- Iron. Pig Iron. Yeah, he's like Colossus. Oh God, we're nerds. one of the reasons
1: why I like that comic so much is because at the time I was writing my own superhero stories with animals in them. Before oh, yeah. that, I had Super Dog. I had uh, Fast Cat <laughs> instead of the Flash. I had Pig Hulk. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> Pig Iron, Pig Hulk. Somehow yeah. I predicted. Um, you
0: predicted it. Your and, uh, your psychic powers are strong.
1: And my favorite, my favorite character I made up was a sort of a version of of the Changeling, and um, I don't know some other character called Alter Dog, who was a, a shape-shifting dog. <laughs> and he had he had like his his uh, his. He has kind of like puffy poodle hair.
0: <laughs> Chad, it's, it's time for you to finally admit that you were writing this comic in your 30s. <laughs> I uh, I mean, I can't judge. Now, when I was a kid... Uh, oh, I'll ask you. What superpower did you want when you were a kid?
1: I, I just wanted to be Superman, period. You just
0: wanted straight out to be Kal-El? Yeah. I had weird ones, man. I had weird ones. One Let's was put- I really wanted to be able to turn into a were bear, like not actually just a bear because a bear, though powerful, you know, limited. I wanted to be like a bear man. And I called the character bear man.
1: Yeah. You've talked about
0: that. Yeah. And so when I was like uh, in kindergarten and first and second grades, I had this reversible winter coat that had brown synthetic fur uh, on the inside and I would flip it out. So the fur was on the outside and it had a hood and I'd be, I'm bear man. Um, uh, I, I didn't have the powers though. And, uh, and then later as a kid, I really wanted electric powers. I
1: really wanted to shoot lightning out of my hands. Right. Yeah. You said you didn't want, but, but not, you didn't want to be an electric bear. You just, no, that's
0: ridiculous. And sometimes you'll see a character where it's like, uh, that someone's created in an indie comic or something. You're like going, dude, someone should have stopped you at that point. Because some people are like, "Why not?" There's one. There's this. Oh, this guy. Uh, have you heard of Comics Gate?
1: No. What is that?
0: Comics Gate was a uh, an online and still is this online community that basically, uh, including professionals, not just nerd fans, who are like going, "Comics have gotten too woke. Uh, everyone's too sensitive." Women don't belong in comics. It's like horrible kind of misogyny and this kind of nonsense. And they're like going, Remember when comics used to be fun and they were badass and all the characters had huge boobs? Yeah. And it's like, oh man, once they let these women professional writers come in, it's all touchy feely and every character is gay. And it's like, yeah, we're going back to. So. Even some established comics traders, like this guy, Ethan Van Schriver, Scriver, who drew a very good artists. He drew Green Lantern for a long time and Flash for a long time. Um, and he left DC basically because he said, They're getting too woke. I don't like their politics. So the only reason I've brought all this up is that they're they're not a publisher, but they're like loose affiliation of people with the same ideals creating indie comics that are like crap from the nineties. And Ethan Van Scriver, uh, who is a really good artist, without these writers that he was working for, like Jeff Johns and stuff, his comic that he self puts out through Kickstarter and so forth is called cyber frog. And it's literally like a character he came up with when he was like 10 or something. And I've seen instances of like savage dragon. There's a good example. Uh, Eric Larson came up with savage dragon when he was a kid, but when he, got through as a professional artist at Marvel and DC and started Savage Dragon. He grew that character up and he embraced how goofy it was. Like, yeah, it's something I came up with as a kid, but here's this amazing continuity. And that's still going longest running independent comic, I think in history, uh, except for Cerebus. But the whole point is, I just love the fact that this guy's like, I don't need you DC and Marvel. I'm going to draw some boobs and I'm going to draw this space fighting cyber frog. Okay. Good <sighs> on you Mr. Van Schriver. And um yeah, that's a uh, it's kind of sad that that comics like everything else uh has become this divisive community where there are closed-minded people who don't want to be held accountable for stuff they put in their comics because accountability is woke and then there are people who are sort of open-minded and pushing the medium forward and, and being inclusive and and they're considered uh cowards. Who worked for the man?
1: Oh God! Yeah, but now you know about
0: Comics Gate, and now I better not see you on those message boards where you're going like, "Finally, people making comics for Chad."
1: (laughs) Yeah, but when you said that, I was thinking, "Oh, like Gamer Gate," because that was another big thing. Well, yeah, it actually it it
0: got the gate thing because of that. Yeah, Uh, because that's similar. It's exactly that. It's a bunch of gatekeeping nerds who didn't want women in their gaming communities it's like i don't want to go up against these chicks who are on their twitch and stream and they're doing thing and uh, like women get out of games you're like what what are you people
1: talking about it's so disarray's
0: club
1: there's been a few there was a couple there was a couple of uh youtube guys that i was following who they didn't wear that on their sleeve initially, but eventually they got uh, around to talk about it. And I was like, oh, no, come on.
0: Isn't that the worst where it's like,
1: Jesus. I like them. And
0: then suddenly they drop something about, you know, Hitler had some good ideas. And you're like, what do you <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come oh, Damn it.
0: Uh, it's okay, man. Uh, all we can do is uh, stay true to ourselves and um, hope that The Flash is a good movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I guess uh, next week we'll probably be talking about uh, Ant uh, oh, Man Quantum Mania.
0: Get ready to hear this a lot, Chad. Kang!
1: Kang. Yeah.
0: I, I'm very excited. And the uh, advance word, because people, you know, there's always those review embargoes. They can't get into details, but you get all these people who've seen it early things, and they'll say, All I can say is, and they're all saying, like, Yeah, Thanos was great. But, but Thanos King, ain't yeah. shit. They're like, yeah. on Thanos was the warm up act, and and Jonathan Majors as Kang is is terrifying." Yeah. Mm.
1: They're also saying the post credit scenes are are really good. So no no hints I've heard so far as, as to what they're talking, but it apparently has something to do with where. Hey, when are, are you added. seeing it? So I don't spoil it for you. I'm going to see it as soon as I can. Um, okay. Yeah, just don't tell me if i not want to. I don't want like,
0: to text you, like, going, can you believe when blah, blah, blah showed up and blah, 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 blah.
1: I will have seen it by the next time we tape. By the time we Chad, tape. Chad, I can't show. stop my thumbs.
0: They're still going. I'm, I guess i can't I'm stop my right thumbs. Yeah. I can't stop my thumbs. That's a good old man reference. Hey. <laughs> I
1: can't stop my legs.
0: Robert Klein, ladies and Robert gentlemen. Klein, yeah. Well, it was good talking to you as always, Mister Man. I don't. Again, I don't know what our listeners get out of any of this. I hope <laughs> they enjoy it, and I also I keep, hope they had
1: a Merry Valentine's Day. <laughs> I keep meaning to to insert what they call CTAs in the midst of our conversation. Call to action. I don't know what that fuck. Like. Well, because we want we oh, people leave comments action. sometimes. People leave comments sometimes. uh right. to, You know, sharing their thoughts about what we're talking about and we need to we need to solicit that god damn it, i did it again we need to solicit that more yeah
0: uh yeah maybe next week we'll we'll think of but yeah a little interactivity that's a good idea let's just right here wrap up and say uh chad you and i are always willing to talk about anything which is i think pretty apparent because i talked about Cyberfrog and actually gave a guy who i think is a piece of crap way too much airtime, but um thanks Brandon. what do you guys <laughs> what do you guys want to hear us talk about? Is there a subject or fandom that you want to hear our hot takes on which will probably be mild room temperature takes but um yeah if there's something like we just haven't thought of if you guys are like when are you gonna get around talking about Battlestar Galactica I'm ready.
1: That's going to be a long homework assignment for me because I didn't watch that series. Base
0: nineteen ninety nine will not be something I'll address because that show bored the shit out of me when I was a kid, so I can't uh, talk about that. Yeah, I didn't watch any of um, I, I watched watch the original Battlestar it. Galactica. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, no, that's what I was talking about. My but American I also man. watched the. I watched the recent one and it was really great. And I helped Edward James almost on the phone. <laughs> it's another celebrity texas story. Texas 40- yeah, tech support for final draft of screenwriting software. That, oh, and I worked right. for those guys, too. Wow. I, uh, my celebrity stories, that's going to be, I'm going to start doing my own like uh, podcast with so just like Brendan Metaguy. <laughs> Called Brendan Metaguy. Well, um, can, you, can you tell a story in like two minutes since you just brought it up? Sure. He was very nice and not very humorous. Um, and I get it. Like he was just calling, like I need help with the software, and you are someone who works with the software. And I, our company said, look, if it's someone that you know that calls in, because we do get celebrities and directors and whatever, blah blah blah, help them with their problem first. Once you've helped them, at the end, if you want to wrap up by saying, by the way, big fan. So that you know, I did that exactly. I helped them with this problem and he was just so serious he was so serious in the entire thing and he, he he did remember my name and i think he's like um thank you brendan you've been a big help and i was like i'm glad i was I was like i do have to let you know i've been a fan of yours for years i remember watching zoot suit i mean i you know it's, it's stand and deliver i i am a huge fan of yours and Balsar galactic is great and he's like going it's doing very well and i'm glad you like the show <laughs> He was so he was so flat affected and he didn't seem like I was annoying him, but he just seemed like I got no time for this. Yeah. Um so that's not one of my great celebrity stories, but I remember hanging up. Um later on, this is the better wrap up. Later on, I think just a couple months later, while that show was on, one of their script supervisors I also helped, and I mentioned I am a fan, and I was of Battlestar Galactica. She was like Oh, Brendan, you've been awesome. And I was like, yeah, I, I helped Edward with a problem before. And and she goes, he's a little grumpy. And then she goes, <laughs> she goes, I'm so glad you're a fan. She goes, you know what? You helped us out so much. I'm sending you some stuff. And I was like, really? You don't have to. But a box showed up at the final draft offices for me. And inside, signed cast photo. I still have my Battlestar Galactica cap. And the... Um, it, the little thing that was signed by her was just like brendan you were awesome and then it said so say we all with her name on
1: it oh nice yeah
0: it was totally i was like look i just did my job but uh she was very appreciative and that was very cool oh can she you- also sent me a uh dvd box set oh wow of their first season holy shit i already owned so i gave it to somebody
1: else. <laughs> can can you if you think of it after this can you take a picture of that's the sign, if you have it handy her saying so, say oh. we all. Did- oh, no.
0: It's not. It's no, it's not here. Or if it is here, oh, okay. it's in a box in the thing. I swear I didn't make it up. I'll bring out my Battlestar Galactica hat, which actually is in my hat collection yeah. over there. But um, or it
1: didn't happen. It's not what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, <laughs> pics or it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, Date did you about the time that Orson Welles gave me his Oscar. I just, I don't know where it is. It's somewhere over there. I got it though. No, totally got it. um, but that's my story there and uh, he was a lovely gentleman but uh, I will talk later and uh, uh, so say we all so say we all
1: see you next week people
0: That thing where the guy was like, ah, uh, blah blah. Uh.